Good up, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everyone. Depending on what. I know we're all different. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, we are continuing our discussion on chronic illness and mental health, and today we are going to talk about stigma and stereotypes related to being a chronically ill person. And today we also have with us Natty from CCYN, and she'll be participating in the discussion and. Uh, I think Natalie recently wrote an article about uh, stigma also, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, like, I'm really excited to hear your views on this. So, um, I think, uh, so yeah, I think, like, I'd like to begin with by just saying that uh, in my experience, like, what I have felt is that the general, you know, like, interacting with my friends and family and, like, just people, that, like, even... Uh, when you are just normally sick, not even like chronically sick, people attach some kind of stereotypes with you and some kind of like, there's a certain, they believe that there's a certain way in which you have to behave and like uh, do things. And mm-hmm. like, once you're chronically ill, those assumptions never go away. Like, <laughs> they're just chronic. It's like chronic uh, stigma. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like, if you are behaving like a normal person, then it's, like, I think people find it hard to believe that you are dealing with a condition that's uh, difficult and that's incurable. Yeah. 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 No, that happens to me all the time. Uh, the next article I wrote that will be coming out. Um, yeah, I talk also about that. That everyone tells I don't look sick or that it's strange for me. Um, it's strange for them to think like, oh, well, you don't look you know like you have joint pain and stuff but you're fine walking around and yeah I never know what to say like I don't know what disability is supposed to look like but I guess I'm not (laughs) yeah Yeah, I think (laughs) you can't be chronically ill and not have had like you don't look sick or like are you feeling better or just like get well (laughs) soon things like that um yeah I think there's just stigma around the word chronic like people just don't want to accept the fact that there's it actually means like lifelong um yeah but yeah yeah no I think you're totally right yeah like do you feel like that word somehow like makes people uncomfortable like just to accept and accept the fact like they are meeting somebody like who's like continuously in pain or something like is it because of like their own like fear or something like feeling of discomfort yeah I think it's just that um like our society we're uncomfortable with the word disability you know like we get separated since like day one from other people who are disabled and because like we're never exposed to that when people finally meet someone who's disabled or doesn't fit like what they think about disability it's hard for them to like understand it and I feel like the first reaction I always get is like yeah like a deep like confusion and also like a pity which is strange for me you know because it's like my life you know so yeah like I always hear like oh I'm so sorry to hear with like like it's so serious I just end up laughing or like through messages I just put like laughing emojis because like it's me and it's my life um and it's just like I don't know because I say like I have chronic pain and I'm in pain all the time but still people don't understand that I'm in pain all the time like I don't Mm -hmm. know how to explain it because it just 
should make sense but it's like people just can't comprehend the idea that someone is feeling pain all the time and they don't know what it feels like to basically be without pain yeah 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 i think like there was this like i had like a friend like an acquaintance okay and uh, like i explained to her that okay i have a chronic illness and she was like at the end of her conversation she was like uh, you will be well soon okay <laughs> like i have a chronic illness she's like doesn't matter you will be well soon <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <Okay>. I, <laughs> yeah i i always like hear the like get better soon and i think i think it makes sense in a way of like you know um like remission or like you know little flare-ups i might have that um might be like temporary but the problem is like they're temporary but they come back like it's like you know i'll be sick for a week and it's like yeah i get like a week off but then i'm back right where i started you know so it is strange to hear get better soon because i, I never really get better or like whatever people think about better yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean I think it's just really uncomfortable for people because I, I feel bad when I put people in the situation where they're like, well, like, give me a minute. I don't know what to say. Um, yeah. Because then it's a bit like, I don't know, because like, I feel bad putting them in that situation, but it is what it is. Like, I'm not going to change the truth. I think just people are really uncomfortable because they've never probably been faced with it before. They've never heard it before. Um so then they don't really know what to say in that situation yeah yeah i think like that's the problem that like i think we have talked or talked about this before also like they don't know how to behave or like what to say around <laughs> someone with a chronic illness because like even though like uh, it's like there are lots of people with chronic illnesses right but i don't know why this problem exists like even though i think everyone must know someone with a chronic illness but still like a large section of population like people don't know in general what to say to someone with a chronic illness or like how to behave around them it, it becomes like i don't know i think it becomes unnecessarily awkward <laughs> like, yeah 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 i think another problem is that um as soon as like sometimes like when you tell um people they can also begin to like walk on eggshells around you like either they're like like you know if you're really close to them and stuff that's like it's a lot easier for me to like communicate for example because like they're my friends you know like they understand like my life but then for other people um who aren't really familiar with it they're like really like like to say and exactly what you said tanya that like i don't know what to say and sometimes like you know i am i have like empathy for that because um like I grew up around disability so when you know I became disabled it was easier for me like to understand like that transition maybe for others um because I was around that all the time so you know when that situation happens when people tell me you don't look sick it's like I understand like it's probably not coming from a malicious place it's just that um they just never like learned about that but at the same time it doesn't make it okay you know like you you know you shouldn't yeah. feel like going up to people <laughs> and saying those things but i have like an understanding for when it happens so like uh, on saying those things so like what things have like <laughs> do you think people have said to you like let's talk about that <laughs> um Then Natanya, you go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've just always had people say that, like, because I'm happy and I'm smiling. That, like, how can I be in pain? Or like, how are you doing X, Y, Z if you're in pain? And just the all like 
confusion because I don't match the stereotypical image of like someone being sick in bed doing nothing just not functioning at all um and then it like becomes confusing for them because they don't want to I don't think they want to doubt it because who would lie about it but like they can't help but doubt it yeah yeah no I've gotten that um before like the like if you're smiling and if you're happy like how are you sick and and yeah it it is like it does like hurt a little bit because it's like I'm like disabled all the time and I'm going to be disabled forever so like yeah like it hurts when people say it's like that suggests that if you have a disability you can't be happy and I feel like that's like a really like deeply rooted stereotype like in our society that like disability should be associated with something um, like that should be sad, you know. Yeah, like last time also we talked to like basically what are we going to do? <laughs> like being better and cry all day. <laughs> like, yeah, not live our life. Like that can't happen. And yeah, like we spent such a we spend a lot of energy in like just preparing us for ourselves for public life and people just judge on judge based on that okay like they are behaving so well like they are able to cope up with everything so like it can't be that they are sick like they can't just sorry uh, it can't be like they are sick or like they are chronically or they're facing such a problem yeah yeah i've noticed like with most people it goes one of two ways one way being that they're like kind of doubting it like how can you be so ill and me so much in pain but you're doing this or it goes to the other extreme where it's like oh my god like you must not be able to do anything like I feel so bad for you um and like if I do do anything they're like oh my god you're so strong like you're the bravest person (laughs) which is like it's sweet but then it's like putting me on a pedestal which I don't think is necessary because like like there's so many people out there which you deal with chronic health conditions or are disabled and it's nice to have that kind of acknowledgement that okay like I suffer but I'm still doing this but like when people like kind of pity then it's a bit like awkward as well yeah yeah I think um there's if you have a disability that you automatically need to be like an advocate and like educate people and like be this like super strong like warrior and that you know like you're like incredible just by doing the bare minimum and in a way like you know like I I do like acknowledge like yeah like getting out of bed in the morning for me sometimes when I'm in pain yeah that's an accomplishment and yeah I have strength but um you know like it's not something that you know we should be like uh, you know broadcasting to the world is something incredible because that, that is like my life you know and I like it's not me being not just me being like strong but that's like my daily life if I didn't do that like I I wouldn't be like able to do the things I wanted to do yeah Yeah, like for me the problem with that narrative of this inspiration and thing is like obviously like we need stories like people need stories like of like people going through pain and struggle and rising of all those things to Mm -hmm. like it motivates people but when yeah. you see that lot many people are in pain and they're having to do those things, then definitely something is wrong. You can't yeah. say that, okay, all of you are inspiring, like, continue. like, you can't just leave the situation like that. Like, when someone, somebody says to me, like, I'm inspiring or, like, whatever, then, like, 
like what i want to say is like you should like learn about why it's the way it is because mm-hmm. like like i said like we need the stories but then if a lot of people are going through bad experiences the similar bad then clearly there is something wrong with that narrative like there is something wrong because of which lot of people are having to suffer like it shouldn't be that way right like mm-hmm. if if it would be a different issue let's say like uh let's say like domestic violence okay like if like there's one woman who like fought all that and like you know rose up then like it's an inspiration if like hundreds of women are having to do that thing then clearly there's a problem right mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you have to address the like bigger issue so like i think that's like my problem with this inspiration thing is that like people don't understand the issue deeper and like just from the face of it okay like you're brave you're inspiring and then that's it like <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean i agree with natalie like with what she said like this is gonna sound like a really weird like analogy but it's kind of like when you go to the zoo and you just look at an animal and you just kind of walk away <laughs> yeah like you appreciate yeah. it and you're like fascinated you might say a few comments but then you don't go a step further to you know like kind of thing like for example if it's endangered like kind of go to the deeper root of the problem like it's kind of like people are like oh yeah there's you know people with disabilities who advocate amazing well um let's move on <laughs> and they don't want to touch yeah. into like the actual kind of issues which are affecting us which is why we're speaking out about it yeah yeah you know what um is a great um example of this like for example like in uh, high school i didn't have accommodations and like nikhil like you understand <laughs> you know accommodations and so and like I went through like you know high school like living with my chronic illness like with like you know like the only support I had was like a small doctor's note that said I could go to the bathroom but I really couldn't because I had to be in class and so um and so like you know like it just like sucked like completely and to like hear that like oh yeah I'm like strong because like I didn't have accommodations and like I still you know like went to you know like I went to university and, and like all this stuff and because like, it's like well strong is just like you know like I didn't have like the help like that I like always needed you know and like that's like a problem it wasn't because like I like strong and I overcame you know the system it's that like oh well we need to change the system so that like you know yeah. children they're not like I shouldn't have been worried about like you know like just my health and I couldn't worry about like school you know I should have been receiving like the aid but that doesn't happen so yeah no I I yeah you can see like what you're saying Nico completely yeah uh, last time we talked about this and like it's just like there should be a level playing field I think that's what we came to the conclusion like I I think even even Tanya and like like me also like we didn't have this accommodation I, instead of saying that we are brave like just try to improve the situation so like yeah. there should not be another story like this right like how many inspirational stories do you want yes yeah 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 like i've noticed one thing even like my friends which do it they are like you're so brave you've overcome everything um which i really really appreciate but like when i'm saying like i don't i'm not receiving the support i should that i'm entitled to then they're like oh don't worry you're like strong enough you've overcome it already like you can just overcome it again which yeah i'm strong enough because i've had to but that doesn't mean that the problem's not there it's not like i just have to just deal with it because it's not available 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think like it should be more so like, and I think I always respond like better when someone tells me like, um, like, I guess like that they understand like the situation like is painful and like, it's okay to say like something like sucks. Like I actually like when people are just like, you know what, like this really sucks and this is horrible and I'm going to do what I can to change it. And like, I like admire that, you know, you're like speaking like honestly with me and like, I do think you're strong, but like, I'm angry that you had to be forcefully strong. Like, I think that could be worded a lot better because then you're acknowledging like the reason, like, you know, you have to be strong is because there are barriers that like society has put for you that you are forced to overcome. And if you don't, like you can't live the life you want to. Yeah. Like, like, that's that's the thing like, like people should like acknowledge that you know there are problems like uh like i have this guy i know in like right now in college and like he was one of the first people i told like about my condition to and he's like okay like i'm like amazed and all this thing but like when i talk to him about like why healthcare in india is bad He's like, it's okay. Like, it will get better with time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not taking me seriously. And that's when I, like, get angry. Like, like, what is the use of me, like, admiring you when you, like, don't believe what I say or, like, when we don't acknowledge mm-hmm. that, okay, this is a problem and, like, things need to be changed. Like, yeah. It's it's not good enough that you just, like, use me as some, like, role model for something and, like, I don't know, mm-hmm. like... Yeah, I think people are kind of disassociated with the idea that they can become chronically ill at any point of their life. Like, we weren't born with these conditions. Like, it just came to us, like, randomly once and it never went away. Um, And, like, I try and say to people, like, you know, like, it's scary. Life is scary. You can do everything right and still end up being chronically ill. Um, But I feel like people don't put themselves in that situation and think, like, you know, it could happen to me, it could happen to someone I love, it could happen to friends or family. Um, and maybe they would respond a lot differently and kind of see it differently. Um, but yeah, it's just the fact that I get it. No one wants to, no one wants to think about it. Like who would want to think about it? But I think it's knowing that we haven't done anything to have the conditions we have. Um, there's nothing wrong with like my parents that I have this condition. I haven't done anything to do it so it's kind of like it just happened by chance and mm-hmm. it's, it's it's just like that yeah yeah, yeah no yeah. yeah yeah and i don't know i forgot <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say something but i forgot <laughs> okay what was he gonna say um I don't know, I forgot. <laughs> I can go, Nikhil, if you want, while you remember. Yeah, actually, like, I was going to talk about that same thing, that, uh, like, yeah, like, there's a problem, and, like, you can't just ignore it, like, if lots of people are, like, okay, like, if, if it's uncomfortable, you can't just ignore it. Like, I, mm-hmm. I think, like, uh, even right now with the pandemic and everything, and, like, some people just choose to ignore the problems that others are facing because it's it's, it's like more comfortable for them to live like that. Like yeah. people will often say that if if you talk to if you talk a lot about uncomfortable things, then you, you are negative or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. 
yeah that's, that's what needs a, to change that's a problem. yeah yeah, mm -hmm. yeah that, you totally you're totally right about the negative part like if you're constantly talking about uncomfortable things and how like the world really is like you're on a so like oh well you don't think on the bright side or um you're not thinking it's like no like you're right i'm not thinking positively i'm thinking realistically because this is toxic and we need to acknowledge that like just um we can't just say people are strong without actively like help them because like and you're so like right tanya you know like i it's not like up in the morning and had like my first like couple of symptoms i you know i it wasn't like i did something like mm -hmm. like i mean yeah i just think that's funny because like i i didn't like do anything you know it wasn't like i ate one certain type of chips and then bam all of a sudden i woke up with cones you know i um so yeah no like i i totally see what you're saying yeah yeah and like tanya like what other kind of like stigma stereotype things have been said to you <laughs> um i mean obviously ageism it's a really big mm. one like the yeah. three of us we're quite young and you know it's just that stereotype that you have to be a certain age to even kind of qualify for like <laughs> to be chronically <laughs> ill which doesn't make sense um and I think it's so detrimental because that's why so many young people go without diagnosis for years and like mm -hmm. decades yeah. um and only maybe get attention when it's that bad that they have to get medical mm -hmm. attention um and is taking away such a necessary part of our life by not firstly not receiving the support we should but also not just being acknowledged that you know this person is young and they do have this condition and that's okay and you know you, you can still enjoy your life the way you want to um and I think it's just it's it's obviously comforting like talking to you guys and finding other young people but you, it's just a common trend that everyone kind of always hears that like, oh, you're too young to like be suffering. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think like this goes back to what we're discussing, like how a ill person should look like, <laughs> like even, yeah. even with sickness, like you have to be old and frail and like weak and then only like uh, that's what sickness is. And mm -hmm. yeah, like you have to be of certain age. And I think like even like, like what we are taught about health and all those things, like in like in your youth, you are supposed to do these things. And like when you are old, you'll be with sickness. And <laughs> I think that's an issue. Yeah, like, and I think like that is also one reason why like people can't comprehend because like it is like this thing about health, like it's not like taught in schools or whatever. Or, like not many people have this idea that like every, anyone can be sick. Even a child or like, uh, like any age in any age, a person can be sick and like have a like a sickness until like a chronic chronic illness. So like, yeah. I think that's why people of our age also are like uncomfortable thinking about that thing that this person is young like us and like even even but yet like they are not behaving like us and like they are sick and they say that they can't do these things which are like yeah. normal. For yeah, I think it, I think the discomfort comes from um, like the fact like I think it's uncomfortable when you know I didn't cause my illness and even if I did well that really wouldn't be anyone else's business <laughs> but um, yeah like I think it's 
I think it's hard for people to think about that because it's like, well, this person didn't do anything and they're still sick. Like, that's weird. You know, that shouldn't happen. Like, why is that happening? Like, could that happen to me? Or, um, you know, like that, that thought is like scary for people. And I think that's what, where the discomfort comes from. Yeah, I think like this, like this might be a bad analogy, but like, I don't know, like I think maybe like it's uncomfortable for people to think that like, even though we did everything correct, like things can go wrong with us. Or like maybe, maybe they see it like some kind of like punishment or something. I don't know. Like even though we did everything right, instead of like getting a reward, we, we are getting somehow like punished or something like that. And I think yeah. that's like very uncomfortable for like people to you know come to terms with that this kind of thing can happen even if you do everything right and yeah i think in general like people want to stay positive and not realistic so i think like they will just reject the idea that you know even like this person must have done done something wrong like you know they want to find a cause like we always as humans also like we always want to find a reason for everything right like something must have happened that's why this happened like something they must have done but yeah, yeah like the reality is like it can happen like the, like that's how nature works and that's how the world is like even though you didn't do anything like you can have a chronic illness or some other kind of thing also like even though like you studied all all like all semester like on the final like you can like things can go yeah. wrong right you can still fail yeah <laughs> i know i fail like so much stuff and i study so much that's a really great um <laughs> that's a really person but um yeah no i i think that's what changed you know it's like i do think it's like like a, like a failure like or a mistake like in your part you know to have like a chronic illness like you had to do something in order to cause it and that's what needs to change. And um, yeah, like I, like something I've been trying to like promote and really encourage is like this, um, like going away from like this positivity and looking for like, like a peace or like a balance, you know, we should acknowledge the positive, but we can't acknowledge it without also acknowledging the negative. You know, like I said before, like you can be strong like, and you know, we're strong for overcoming what we have but like the negative is that we had to overcome, you know, those obstacles. So I think that in order to like navigate, like talking about chronic illness and disability, like that is, um, I think that's like the best path to take. Yeah, I think the concept of karma with in relation to chronic illness is like um, really kind of upsetting because then it kind of makes you believe like, okay, I might have done something and then when people believe in like past lives and they're like okay like in my past life I must have done this yeah. um and it's just like I don't know like it's isolating and like you said it's not about looking at the positive it's about accepting what there is and I think that's why so many of us struggle with the acceptance of living with chronic illness because it just feels like everyone wants us to give them a justification or like a reason or explanation for things we can't even explain. Um, and even though we accept that, okay, there's nothing I've done, there's no way I can explain it. Society makes you feel like you still owe them an explanation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think like even in the beginning, like 
like i think like when you get diagnosed with chronic illness like it's like it's unfair like, like we feel like like i haven't done anything why is this happening to me mm-hmm. and yeah like it takes some time for us to accept accept that and i think yeah like yeah it's like but but like in general what i think is like like there's this tendency to just like reject bad experiences like whatever bad is happening around like you like you you just like it it feels uncomfortable because then they have to take action right i think i think that's why like people don't want to like see all because then like you have to like i think i think nobody wants that responsibility and like when we say that okay we want these things then i think like nobody wants that responsibility because it's hard work like yeah and then that's why like people just want to like stay away from all of this and like not think about all these things because i think like then like it becomes their moral responsibility to like make it make things fair for us and i think like they like i think that's like difficult for people to deal with that okay i have a responsibility towards ensuring that okay like things should be fair or at least acknowledging and like trying to improve things or speaking up for them mm-hmm. yeah yeah no i yeah i totally can see that like it's very intimidating to like hear someone's story and then like want to like advocate for them but then actually going forward with that advocating is yeah it's like int- intimidating because like you don't really like know like what pathway to do and um yeah like i i think it's i think it, that like id needs to change you know like i feel like right now like sometimes patient advocacy can kind of feel like oh well, we have like our patient advocates you know and then um everybody else who advocating like well like we can be there and we can listen and like um you know either like that's bad or that's good whatever but i think what needs to happen is that like it should be like a, a joint effort you know we can work together like you know we can have patient advocates who are like always like speaking out and stuff and we can also have people who maybe are not actively speaking up but like actively changing like in their day to day like in their like or in their like world or in their like neighborhood their community whatever like making sure that all they can't like take those steps you know um on like a crazy like worldwide scale they can do it with like the people around them and i think that's what's intimidating because when you hear about advocacy you're thinking about like the whole world when like it all starts by just like impacting those around you yeah i think you know it's it's such a individual level kind of i guess moral responsibility all it is is like you know you don't have to go out of your way you just have to kind of understand yeah. that there are things you don't fully understand and you can't fully understand and that's okay and you know i guess it's like we're not even asking for necessarily solutions for the problems mm-hmm. when we're talking to like friends or family um but we just want to be heard and we just want to be like we want our feelings to be validated um yeah. and it's like you know you don't have to do anything amazing you just have to not dismiss it <laughs> exactly uh, i think like like with other things like 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 with other issues that arise like uh, there are patient advocates and like you don't need to even join <laughs> like do, yeah, like yeah. have something or like participate in a rally or something like you just like i think yeah like around ourselves like we just want our experiences to be validated and to be told that okay what you're asking for is like it's just like it's not something that's like you should be denied like that's all i think that we are asking for at least from our immediate you know like family and friends 
and yeah like uh, when we like uh, patient advocates like who are already you know like uh, advocating for like better policies or stuff like that like just support them like just like uh, admit the validity of their demands or like admit the validity of whatever they are asking for because i i think like that's enough like like it's not like you have to like do something big but yeah i think mm-hmm. that's just enough yeah 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 no, i agree yeah, i think the i don't know that's why like when any time like someone just like acknowledges or validates my situation it's just the best feeling in the world that's why i always say like um that yeah it's okay to say that something sucks because it's very validating to hear someone tell you that it's not just like you know for example like with um having like an invisible disability you know you can't like there's no physical characteristics to um that like tell other people that you're disabled according to like their uh, stereotype that they think about disability and so like your whole life like you go being told like certain things are in your head or that um for example like i have an anxiety disorder so that's difficult with my dealing with my crohn's because there's certain symptoms of like my anxiety or my Crohn's that can manifest and be like one or the other and then like being told like it's just my anxiety and that I'm not feeling any symptoms because I have that diagnosis it's very invalidating so to hear someone just tell me that that sucks and that it's real it's like the most like liberating thing because it makes me feel like like then it is like happening to me and it's real and someone is like willing to like acknowledge like just like that um that small action just means the world yeah like I know we've said about um you know people saying like I don't know what to say I appreciate that as well like someone's being honest Mm -hmm. with me they're not trying to say like don't worry everything will be fine they're not they're just being honest and transparent with me and like the thing is I automatically expect that people are either going to say you know it's I feel really bad for you or I don't know what to say Mm -hmm. and to be honest that comforts me the most because I know that they're being honest and like genuine um because we know as well like we don't expect people to be educated on this like I didn't even know what fibromyalgia EDS was before I started getting symptoms um but it's just like someone is not trying to kind of fix your problem because we know there's no solution to it it's just like I guess just know and be okay with it yeah and like about that thing like you know I think like like almost all of us like must have once heard that like it's all in your head or something like that like like even if like it's it's if not all of it is in your head like at least for me what used to happen was like I always used to doubt about like the severity of my symptoms like is the pain really that bad or or, or like just like I am responding badly to it or like yeah. is it really like that bad or like it's just me acting like I don't know irrational or something like that and that used to I think like that used to really hurt me like because like yeah like somehow it gives that feeling that okay like uh, like you are like I am at fault somehow like I have to better like I have to fix this thing and like yeah I am weak and like like all these like like feelings of self-worth like that would decrease and like you know that ability to like know uh, bear the symptoms and everything like that that used to decrease a lot because what used to happen was like when when I used to think that okay maybe like I am responding then that used to like make me more irritated frustrated and then I used to like 
as like i don't know like <laughs> it was really like it's it's really difficult to go through all of like you know like to convince yourself that okay like this like it's the disease and not you it's really yeah. difficult to convince yourself yeah yeah no and yeah i think that stereotype needs to change like the the fact that you know uh you know people with disabilities have to be actively doing something to like change their life or doing something to like reverse that disability even or like cure it or um or um like like treat it or like stuff and the reality is like no one is obligated to do that and you know those types of things shouldn't be said people shouldn't feel like they need to like take away something a part of their identity like it's you know it's okay like if we're not like being like advocates it's okay if we're not like speaking out because that that is no one's responsibility you know and I feel like if we change that belief about um about disability then we can also change, you know, like the belief that people have to know what to say, you know, like I, like, of course, like certain things like hurt when people say them, but I, I don't think that they are like bad people or malicious because I understand there are some things that I don't understand and disabilities I don't understand. Someone says something like incorrect or, uh, you know, like something that I find like offensive. It's like, okay, because like, I can just like tell them like, hey, this isn't okay. And just, I think all that, we're asking to is just for that person to have an open mind and acknowledge like okay that's not okay so you know what I'm not going to say that again like it's that like simple you know like you just educate someone and then you walk away there's no like believe there is like a malicious intent when people say that but I do hope that they have that open mind so that they like recognize it and then actively change it that's the important part yeah that's why like that was awkward when like i'm chronically no you will be okay <laughs> no i'm <laughs> not no you will be okay <laughs> just don't yeah. like but we like just don't say the word chronically like you will be okay <laughs> yeah just, and you will be okay <laughs> i mean for me i feel like i it's hard for maybe close the people close to me like when i'm frustrated because the thing is i'm not frustrated because of my illness um i'm not frustrated because i'm doing everything i can and there's nothing more that i need to do like i'm taking care of myself i'm doing all the right things what i get frustrated is when the people around me or like society in general doesn't do the things which would help um like even just you know someone being understanding or not like joking about it um yeah. even or like even what you've said like oh by the way like when you said this like i it was kind of a bit like insensitive and they still then do it um for me the frustration kind of from my chronic illness comes from there like I'm at a point where I've accepted and I kind of I love it like the my condition is part of who I am I wouldn't have it, mm -hmm. I wouldn't be who I am without it but the only time I get frustrated in relation to it is like how other people kind of perceive me and like treat um me because of it yeah, 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 that goes back to, you know, like that, that stereotype, you know, that yeah, people with disabilities should be like actively changing that part of their identity. And yeah, I think the part like that's most important of like what you said, Tanya, is like that reinforcement of doing like a like behavior or saying like something that is inappropriate in regards to like disability is not okay. Like, you know, we should be like actively listen 
to disabled voices and you know when something is like not okay like listen to them and acknowledge that yeah that that was inappropriate and that is not okay and I think another important thing is like just like consent like I like to make dark humor like jokes about my disability because I do think some parts are funny and I yeah I you know like I always joke about things like that but like does it mean that I feel comfortable if someone else who doesn't have my disability starts saying that no that, that is very uncomfortable for me because I can't tell if they're just like you know like joking like or if they're actually serious and that the what they're joking is they have some like stereotype about disability you know and so that I feel very deeply uncomfortable but it is so easy to just be like hey is it okay if I joke about this like I just thought about something I feel like it might be funny and then I'm like okay what is it and then they tell me I'm like oh yeah that is funny you know and it's you know that like easy and it's like in that way like I know like you know it was just like like it's okay to just like ask someone you know and then if you don't want about it then that's okay too but I think we need to be or um people without disabilities like should be comfortable and just like asking like hey like is this okay and then if it's not then just move on with your life (laughs) don't do don't don't do that you know or ask someone else like for their opinion no like I'm guilty of like deliberately making people (laughs) uncomfortable like (laughs) doing that kind of thing (laughs) I don't know that's kind of sadistic (laughs) no that's well I mean you know you should be able to like be able to do whatever you want about your disability you should be able to like make jokes because it's your identity and you can do whatever you want in regards to your identity um so yeah it is kind of like yeah, it is kind of funny like you know sometimes like I don't think I go out of my way to make people uncomfortable but sometimes like I will like say certain things like um for example I was in this is a long time ago and and first like going through the process of getting diagnosed with IBD I was at the pharmacy and the old lady and she was getting the colonoscopy prep like you know that big like jug and stuff and I was like oh my god I remember those days and she just looked at me and like smiled and then like was really confused after and um yeah I'm not sure why I did that but I think it was just like it was my it was like my attempt of getting awareness you know but it was just like manifested in a way like I made it as like more like uh I guess like a joke because that was what I needed in the moment and that is okay you know like <laughs> yeah I think like like even like I did it deliberately because like it seemed funny to me <laughs> and, like, yeah like yeah it's yeah, like I just laugh and inside <laughs> okay. it comes naturally though like sometimes, yeah, people it comes naturally say, sometimes yeah sometimes people say stuff I just like drop like oh I wish I could relate and then I laugh and they just like stop like oh shit sorry but for me it's just like it's my way of like coping and I think for a lot of us it's our way of coping um yeah. and that's okay but like like you said unsolicited advice is like really not welcome like please do not ask me if I've tried yoga or if, if I've tried like meditation like yeah <laughs> I have and if it if it was a cure then I would be doing it every second but it's just like you know just be like oh um is it okay if I like suggest something and if you say yes then go ahead but if I say no then just leave it at that like don't be offended mm-hmm. but Sometimes I just don't want to hear stuff. Yeah, Yeah. actually, like, 
I had a college junior like who really like did this like nicely. Like she was like, okay, uh, like can I suggest you something? Or like can he? She was like, can he ask you something? And like yeah. it might be like offensive to you if it's then just tell me. And then then she was like, yeah, did you have, like? I have heard about these things. So like, is it possible that you can get some relief there or something like that? Like she did that very sensitively, and I I really like that. Like, yeah. and instead of like just shoving that advice. on you and then like just <laughs> like pushing you for that you no know, you got to try this like you have to try this thing or that thing and yeah. uh, even like doctors like you have to meet that doctor mm-hmm. or like something like that which like people really push for yeah 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 that definitely needs to be changed i talked about this one the, the essential oils thing that <laughs> all the time and it is so that's probably my biggest pet peeve is when people start telling me that some essential oil is going to cure my joint pain or that what else do I get oh yeah that it's my fault for I've gotten that a lot that it's my I cause my um I cause my Crohn's because I eat bad and I ate one too many like Big Macs or one too many like McNugget meals or something and then I just Yeah, there was that line I crossed that I got Crohn's for it. Yeah, I I really get bothered by uh, that, and I think the way that your friend approached it is like the that's like the like the book like way I think to approach someone and ask them because like if someone like said it to me like that like because it then I would feel that they genuinely like had a concern yeah. for me and wanted to help me. Unlike just by just going straight to it, like you should be doing this. then i find yeah that is like very like offensive to me and it like it, it hurts me like a lot because it makes me feel like then oh yeah it's my fault because i'm not doing enough somehow and um and that like i should be like doing what they suggest even like with food like everybody's eating the same food right <laughs> like yeah. you're even saying that like you are yeah, eating what i'm eating i don't know <laughs> yeah, yeah like, I, I, I have this. no idea. <laughs> yeah, like you are, I am eating what you are eating. <laughs> like why are you even saying that? Like because of that, it happened. Like you are eating the same food. Like, it's not like you are eating some like Indian food or something like that. That you know, like I am not eating. I don't know why people like think about food like that. Like all of us are eating the same food. Like yeah, mm, yeah. yeah. Like one thing I hate is when. I don't know like I feel like sometimes people like think I'm I'm just lying or making up excuses when I say like yoga doesn't work like I hate it when people just like bombard me with questions like why doesn't it work have you tried like have you tried it this way have you tried it that oh, way Oh yeah this form of yoga versus that <laughs> Yeah and then it's just like you know and then it feels like I have to keep explaining why these things don't work and why they don't help me but then I'm like is this person thinking I'm just like lazy and I'm not even trying to help myself <laughs> but it's like I don't know like it just annoys me because it upsets me because it feels like the other person's kind of like being like not suspicious but like he's doubting it and then yeah yeah, yeah. I feel like I have to like defend myself or something I shouldn't have to Yeah, yeah, and I think another thing too that it's not just people who are non-disabled, but it's also people who are also disabled. This happens too. Actually, it probably happens more from I think like in my case, at least online, not so much in person. Yeah. But other people with IBD, for example, will claim like certain cures and stuff. I see that a lot, yeah. and that is something that needs to be uh, changed because you know there is no cure to IBD. But um, 
you know, even if there was like, you know, if someone is like also like has your same disability, it's not, um, it's not your job. It wouldn't be like my job to go and forth and say like this worked for me. So it has to work for you because that's not true. And like, it's funny you brought up the yoga thing because I found that yoga, like I do think it does decrease like my joint pain, but I wouldn't go up to someone with my same disability or not the same and be like, you know what, you're doing it wrong because it worked for me. So it should work for you. And like, you know, you can't like say those things because it's just not true yeah i think like 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 what i'd like to say like is like everyone who gets a chronic illness like it takes it takes some time i think to get diagnosed with chronic illness like no matter which illness it is because like initially you don't think that okay this is a chronic illness you, you don't nobody thinks like that even doctors don't think like that and i think like everyone should know that we have already done all these things. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> I think most of us like explore every option that, that we have, no matter like forget science, like, because everyone has a hope that, okay, maybe this thing will work for me. Mm -hmm. And then we try everything out. And in the end, like we know that, okay, this thing didn't work out for me. So like when we say that, okay, like it didn't, it doesn't work for me. Like then you have to believe us. Like yeah. we have already tried whatever you are saying, because like we also have a brain, like, and yeah, there are people around us also. They like everyone has suggested all this, and we have already tried all of it, like at least most of it. And even then, we didn't have then. Yeah, I think like pushing, even like after that, like pushing that kind of thing that okay, you might not have tried this or that. Like yeah, it feels offensive, and like it's not appropriate to say some things like that, you know, mm -hmm. to somebody with a chronic illness. And even if you have to say it, like say it gently, or like you know, just ask me. Like have that kind of approach that, you know, otherwise like it's, yeah, I think it's, it's kind of like, it's insulting for us that, to, mm -hmm. you know, like mm -hmm. you think that, okay, we might not have tried that or something like that. Yeah. Or like Tanya said, like it, it suggests like that um, we're like lazy, like some way. Yeah. And that, that's why we haven't like tried or like we haven't um, explored like every possible um Thing. And I think another thing that needs to be changed, like with that stigma, is that like people with disabilities shouldn't have to explore every option. If they don't want to, then that's okay. Like, yeah. and yeah. if they don't want to try it, that's like totally like okay. And um, like we should be comfortable, like, and we should um, like we should let people feel like comfortable with that option and not like force that they need to be actively again like it goes back to like that you know there's this like a uh, stigma or stereotype that you know people with disabilities should be doing something to change their mm -hmm. disability and that that's like not the case so yeah I, yeah I, I really I really like this conversation I think it's just something really important that needs to be talked about yeah and like related to that you know like you said like we shouldn't have to try everything like, like you said, like there are people like online also, like they'll say they cured their disease with something like natural or something like that. Like, yeah, like we shouldn't have, like you shouldn't expect us to like do that. Like if I'm comfortable with a, like taking medications or like taking, taking certain drugs and then like it's like my disease is under control, I feel comfortable. Like why should I do that? Like if I'm comfortable with my condition, like I think like, like there's this stigma associated with medication also. Like you shouldn't yeah. use medication to control your disease. Like go yeah. as much natural as you can. <laughs> yeah. And like, I don't understand this. Like, like whenever someone tells me this, like my like first response is like, 
most medications are plant derived <laughs> i don't know like most medications like it's not like it's like you know something like like a lot like of medications have like origins in nature only like it's just like more concentrated kind of thing so like and it's not like your natural things can't give like illnesses like even right now in india in the pandemic like people were like going crazy about having you know like this kadas like this immunity booster drinks and everything <laughs> and right now like doctors are seeing cases of like liver and kidney failure because of like excessive consumption of all this like natural boosted <laughs> immunity boosting things so like it's oh, like yeah. i don't know this stigma with medication like taking drugs and like i don't know why like why they think like it's very toxic and harmful and like like if it's controlling my disease then like why not like and why should i like go out of you know like like why should i put all that effort in like trying something which might like you know like which might make me worse also like you do not have a guarantee that you know trying these things will like make me better or like i'll be stable like it might lead you know like to worsening of my condition Yeah. Yeah, I see that happen um a lot with the oh my gosh, what is that? Just lost my train of thought too. It's contagious. <laughs> Wait, Tanya, go ahead. I, I don't know if you were saying something. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say that um it's I think I forgot on as well. Medication. Yeah. You wouldn't yeah. tell and someone who's not disabled how to live their life like you wouldn't just exactly. go up to random people and be like do this do that don't do that so it's like it doesn't mean you're entitled to do it to us and also people don't understand that like some people can't afford it you know financially it's not vi- viable geographically maybe where they live it's not viable there's so many factors which play into it and people don't have to tell you and people don't want to tell you you know maybe something stopping them from getting specific treatment or support and like we're not entitled we're not obligated to tell anyone like it doesn't mean that we then need to like justify it so the same way like you wouldn't the same way people say like don't just make assumptions of someone you know someone for example who may be overweight they might have underactive thyroid or something like that it's the same mm-hmm. as in like you know we're doing our best with what we have but it's not like money grows on trees for us and that like <laughs> we have like all the doctors around us like willing to help us like it doesn't work like that yeah, yeah. let's coin a word like illness shaming or something like <laughs> <laughs> yeah Yeah. Also, I totally just remember what I was going to say. I was going to talk about um supplements. How much I really don't like when people tell me that I need to take these supplements and the, you know, the fact of the matter is it's also not healthy for people mm-hmm. who are like non-disabled. Like that is something that, you know, you should be communicating with your doctor and not just taking like supplements like whatever, like as if like it's like some like little dessert after every <laughs> meal to take 20 supplements. You know, so I think that needs to be changed at all, like change a lot, like in the conversation of health is that like it should be a collaboration between like the doctor and the patient and then those around them. But um, it shouldn't be something that like you push on to others or something. Um, yeah, actually, I'll just leave it that that's that like it should be something that you push on to others. And if something 
works for you, like great. And you know, like if it doesn't like also great. And I guess that's another thing too. Like if a medication doesn't, or some like treatment doesn't work for you, but it works for someone else. Like sometimes I will also see that like, oh, like that, I think that's where it comes from is that, you know, someone will get um, like, so like some sort of treatment done and have some sort of adverse effect, but for someone else it works perfectly. And then that person will like push that, like it's like this horrible thing and that doesn't work. And it's horrible that, yeah, that happened to them. But I think that needs to change too. It's like, if it works for someone, um, then we should just leave it like that. Like, for example, I tried like the liquid diet for Crohn's disease and it actually made me worse. And so when I hear other people talk, uh, you know, with IBD talk about how beneficial that was for them, you know, I, I don't go out of my way and, you know, say things like, no, you know what, that actually is horrible and you shouldn't be doing that because it didn't work for me, you know? Yeah, like you be, like said it, right? Like, like, I think like medical decisions are like the patient and doctor, like, <laughs> like <laughs> they are having a discussion, like they have the doctor, like just best leave it to them. And I think like, yeah, like even about supplements, like, like, like even like with my doctor, like my doctor tell me to take supplements and I want like, I just don't want to take supplements. Like I'll take some supplements. I want to take some. So like, like the doctor is not judging me. Like, why are you judging me? Like yeah. for what I take and what I don't take? <laughs> yeah. yeah, like at the end of the day, I mean, kind of the last thing I'd want to say, like after this conversation is just that, let us do what we want no one wants to help us more than we want to help ourselves um and we're doing everything we can and even if we're not we're happy with like we're obviously content with the way we're dealing with our health um and like we are also learning about our bodies like we it takes us time and kind of trial and error to understand what works for us and what doesn't um so the last thing we need is like people giving that unsolicited advice you know just just let us you know, just let us do what we're doing. As much as you want to support us, that isn't support. Yeah, exactly. I think the biggest takeaway like from this conversation is that people deserve the right um, to be autonomous mm-hmm. and that people deserve the right to make their own choices regardless of wh- whether, like regardless of their, um, if they identify as disabled or non-disabled and we should be comfortable with letting other people be autonomous, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, I think like, like what we're saying about like stigma and stereotypes and yeah, like just even like for general, not just for like disabled people and people chronic illnesses, just don't assume that, you know, like these people have to behave like a certain kind of way. Mm-hmm. And yeah. even when it comes to advice, like, like I'll welcome if you have a discussion with me about my illness instead of just mm-hmm. like, you know, barraging me with advice and like information like that I know like is not gonna work for me or like, yeah, just like assumption instead of like doing that, like have a discussion with me if you want to know more about like before giving that kind of advice, like just know what I'm dealing, you know, like what I'm dealing with. And I think, yeah, that that's like, for me, that's what I want from people. Like even, even if you, you know, like, don't know anything or can't do it. Just like have a discussion with me instead of like just you know telling me what to do or what to not do or like just judging what I can do, what I can do, what I should do, what I shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. It's like talk to me, like yeah. just talk. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, talk to me. <laughs> <I love that. laughs> yeah. 
uh, okay then like i think this is a good point <laughs> yeah so and uh, like next time we'll be talking about like things like specific to indian culture bhai <laughs> another interesting discussion so like we will post about that later and yeah thank you natalie for joining us in this discussion yeah, yeah like uh, it was really good talking to you and like yeah like i think like you you see a lot of good things like about these issues and i'm like really glad you could join us thank you yeah i'm happy too <laughs> Yeah. Okay then. Uh, yeah. This goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>